Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Prophetess Kathy L. McKenzie. So glad that you're joining us today for Kingdom Women Living for the King. I'm excited about ministering uh, the heart and the mind of God today. And every time we come before you on Block Talk Radio, we're excited about what God has to say to us this morning, uh, this afternoon. Uh, before we begin, I want to go ahead and uh, just give you our, uh, our schedule. Uh, it should be very familiar with you if you've been listening to us for some time now. On Mondays and Tuesdays, we have uh, the Master Key with Dr. McKenzie, Unlocking and Liberating the Real You. And God has been speaking to us about uh, ourselves, allowing ourselves to be unlocked and liberated, that the real man of God or woman of God can come forth uh, executing and uh, walking by faith and not by sight. Um, um, so that's on Monday evenings and Tuesday evenings at 6 p.m. And God has been speaking his heart and his mind to us. On Wednesday, which was on yesterday, we have the Master Key, the Order of Kingdom Relations. That's with Dr. McKenzie and myself speaking to uh, you concerning your relationships uh, with your spouses, your relationship maybe with your children, your relationship with your friends, family members. Uh, but it's the order of kingdom relationships. We want to make sure that we're in God's divine order. Um, this is the year of government, and so God wants us to be in divine order so the blessings of God um, can come to us. Uh, it's nothing like being in the order for the blessings of God to be able to come into our lives. If we're out of order, then God cannot bless us and prosper us. But we want to make sure that we're in order. And uh, and just to give you an announcement, on Friday, we will no longer be doing the Master Key on Fridays. Um, so we will move on to uh, Saturday, the Master Key Unlocking uh, and Liberating. I'm sorry, on Saturday is Releasing the Supernatural from 12 noon to uh, 2 p.m. Um, if we have uh, different ones to call in, um, then we We'll go to 2 p.m. If there is no audience, then we will go to 1 p.m. So Friday has been canceled, but we will continue with uh, our schedule on Saturday uh, from 12 noon to uh, 1 or either 2 o'clock. We have the prophetic voices ready and the intercessory prayer teams ready to be able to minister unto you. Um, and also, we're excited about our uh, upcoming services, uh, supernatural uh, services on tomorrow, encountering the supernatural. That's tomorrow evening at 7.30 p.m. and then on Saturday at 4 p.m. and then on Sunday morning we will conclude at 11 a.m. and we will be at the Embassy Suites Hotel and that is the Miami Airport location which is 3974 South River Drive Miami Florida um, so we will be there on tomorrow evening we're excited about two awesome men of God that God is bringing to South Florida we have Bishop Demetrius Senegal who will be with us we also have Pastor Howard Brigham that will be with us and one word from God will change your life so we want you to bring the sick bring the crippled bring those who are lame bring those who need an encounter with God and we believe that in this three-day services that God was, is bringing to us 
in South Florida, that in these three days of services, as you encounter the supernatural, then your life will no longer be the same. You will be different. After you come and receive a word from God, be ministered to, be blessed, hear what God has to say to you uh, for the next phase and season of your life. So, so that's tomorrow evening at 7.30 p.m. Tell somebody about the uh, services. Bring your family. Bring your friends. Uh, we have it on Facebook and uh, and word of mouth. You know, spread the word. Uh, uh, this is good news, and uh, sometimes bad news travel fast. But let's let the good news of the gospel, the good news of God, travel real fast with these two awesome gifts that God is bringing to South Florida. That's Bishop Senegal and Pastor Howard Brigham. Bishop Senegal is out of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, his ministry is Time of Refreshing Miracle King. Pastor Howard Brigham is out of Antoville, New York, Living Waters Evangelistic Ministry. So we're just excited about the word of the Lord God. We're expecting a prophetic to flow on tomorrow and, and Saturday and Sunday morning. We're expecting uh, healings and miracles, signs, wonders, and notable miracles will take place. So come, expect to be blessed as you are ministered to on tomorrow night at 730 and then Saturday. Also on Saturday, if you desire to receive a prophetic uh, word, then you can go to our website, ejmpcc.com, and you can complete the form there. Click on the link that says Prophetic Ministry and click uh, click on that link, and then you can uh, download that form, fill out that information, we will receive it, and we will make sure that you uh, couple with the team, Prophetic Voices on Saturday. Uh, that will be one hour and a half before the services, so that means that we will be there at 2.30 uh, at the Embassy Suites Hotel, ready to minister the Word of the Lord God unto you. Uh, but you have to go to the website, ejmpcc.com, and, co- and click on the link that says Prophetic Ministry, so you can download that form, complete that, and we will receive it, and so we can assign you to a a team that will be able to minister the word of the Lord God unto you. Now, if you have joined us and you're listening um, and you desire to call in, then let me go ahead and give you our numbers. Our 1-800 number is 877-537-3321. And then our regular call-in number is area code 347 237 Amen. So we just thank you for joining us again. Ladies, let me ask you a question. Do you have an attitude of gratitude? Are you grateful right now for this hour and this season that God has brought you into? Are you thankful for what God is doing in your life? In spite of what it may look like, in spite of what it may sound like, smell like, uh, in spite of what's going on around you, in spite of who's coming and who's going, uh, friends may be there and friends may not be there, family members may be there, family members may not be there, uh, you may be uh, in between jobs right now, you may be uh, going to school and seem like uh, it's the classes, your work assignment is a, is a lot and it's hard and, and maybe you're trying to juggle going to school and then also working full time, but let me ask you a question. Question again, do you have an attitude of gratitude? Many of us have received prophetic words from God. God has spoken to us prophetically, either through his man or woman of God, or God has spoken to us from his word. God has spoken to our spirit. So we know uh, sometimes what God is saying to us. Uh, And so in spite of what uh, the situation may look like, do I embrace the word of God knowing that God has already made these promises to me, uh, and so the word of the Lord God will not return unto God void, of course, 
according to Isaiah 55 and 11, so shall his word be that goeth forth out of his mouth, not man's mouth, but God's mouth. So shall his word be that goeth forth out of his mouth. It shall not return unto him void. In other words, the word of God that's been released out of God's mouth will accomplish that which he sent it out to do. God wants to fulfill his promises to you. The promises of God are in him. Yes, and in him, amen. God wants to fulfill the word that he's spoken over your life. Uh, but do I have an attitude of gratitude? Do I believe God? I believe that displaying an attitude of gratitude is faith. Because sometimes we don't always feel like praising God. Let's just be real and honest. <laughs> you know, sometimes we don't feel like uh, uh, giving God the praise. We don't feel like singing a new song unto the Lord. We don't feel like lifting up our hands and praising Him. We don't feel like clapping our hands. We don't feel like it, but guess what? We don't walk by our feelings. We walk by faith and not by sight. So my feelings have absolutely nothing to do with it. I Sometimes i got to make myself uh, praise the Lord. I have to speak to me, speak to Kathy, and say, Kathy, you will praise God. In spite of what is happening around you, you will have an attitude of gratitude. And that is showing God that I believe him. That is showing God that I trust him. That is showing God that I, my eyes are, is on him and I'm not looking at my circumstances or my situation. That is showing God that I'm not looking at what's happening around me. I'm not focusing on, uh, you know, the Joneses may be prospering, but it looks like I'm not prospering. Uh, you know, I'm not focusing on what's going on on my job. I'm not focusing on what's going on with my children. But my eyes is on God. Yes, things is happening all around me. But I have made up in my mind and have determined that I'm going to praise God in spite of what it looks like. We just recently had a powerful service from our bishop, Bishop Bill Hammond. Um, he was with us uh, on Sunday, October the 7th, and he ministered to us a powerful, powerful word. And God spoke uh, prophetically to the house. God blessed the house. He blessed us personally. Uh, and uh, in spite of us receiving that word, don't you know that still the enemy is coming to challenge that word? Uh, you who have received a word from God, Satan is coming to challenge that word. And so when he comes to challenge that word, do I uh, give God the praise in spite of? Uh, do I still sing a new song uh, unto the Lord in spite of? I'm reminded of uh, the scripture that says in Psalms 100, it says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all you lands. When do I make a joyful noise unto the Lord? Right now. You say, yes, uh, hell is breaking up all around me, but I can still praise the Lord. I can still make a joyful noise uh, and shout unto the Lord, the Most High God. Uh, it didn't tell me to do it when, when things are comfortable. It didn't tell me to do it when, when God make a promise to me. It didn't tell me to do it when it seems like everything is going my way. It didn't tell me to do it when it seemed like uh, I got money in the bank and, and I got uh, things are going well in my marriage uh, and things are going well with my children. It didn't tell me to do it when I get a promotion uh, on my job and I just 
was blessed with a, a new house and blessed with a new car. It didn't tell me to do when everything is going well, but it said make a joyful shout to the Lord. That means I have to make a decision, and I have to determine in my mind that this is the time to praise the Lord when I feel like it. When should I praise the Lord? When I feel like it and when I don't feel like it. Uh, because, you know, there are times when you don't, you don't feel like praising the Lord, but you do it anyway. You do it in spite of. So it said make a joyful uh, noise unto the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord how? With gladness. Come before his presence with singing. So when I go before God, I'm coming to his, his presence uh, with singing. I'm not going into his presence complaining, talking about what's happening in my marriage and complaining about my children and complaining about, you know, my husband just brought correction to me and complaining about what the boss said and what the boss did on my job uh, and things are not going well for me. I'm not coming before his presence complaining and mumbling, but I'm coming before his presence because I have his word in view. I have his word in my spirit. I have his word in my mind. And so therefore, I'm coming before his presence uh, with singing. Uh, I'm reminded of the scripture in the book of uh, Hebrews, I think it's in the uh, 12th chapter, where it says, Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. So all of us have a cross that we have to endure, that we have to bear. But for the joy that is set before us, we can endure. Why? Because I'm coming before his presence with singing. I'm not going into his presence complaining. And I'm not going into his presence talking about what he said and what she said and what and what he did. And, and did you hear how my husband said what he said to me? And did you hear how my wife said what she said to me? Did you hear what my children did? Um, did you hear what my what my boss said? Uh, I'm not going into his presence complaining. I'm going into his presence with singing. Because weeping may endure for a night, uh, but joy comes in the morning. And the only way I know that joy comes in the morning because of his word says so, but also because I'm walking by faith and I'm not walking by sight. I'm not keeping, you know, my eyes is on the Lord and I'm not looking at what I see, but I'm looking at the unseen because I know God has already moved for me. God has already given me a promise and, and his promises are yes and in him amen. So I know that it's already done. God's word will not return unto him void. And so therefore I'm going before his presence with singing. And verse three says, know that the Lord, he is God. See, man is not God. My husband is not God. Your spouse is not God. Your children is not God. Your boss is not God. Your your employer on your job is not God. Somebody at school is not God. Your your friend is not God. The enemy is not God. But God is God. God is Lord. He is God. It is He that has made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people. We are the sheep of His pasture. And don't you know that the shepherd cares for the sheep? Don't you know that the shepherd is going to look for the green grass for the sheep? Don't you know that the shepherd is concerned about the sheep and the shepherd is not going to let the sheep be out there wandering, going astray, that the wolf can get the, sh uh, the sheep. No, the shepherd is going to take care of the sheep. It says in verse 4, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. When do I enter into his, his gates with thanksgiving? Right now. In spite of what it feels like, I can enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Now. Right now. In spite of what it looks like, I can enter into his gates with thanksgiving. I can be thankful unto him. I'm not going into his presence complaining, but I'm going into his presence singing. And 
and then giving him thanks and, and thanking him because he's God and thanking him because he's Lord and thanking him because of his promises and thanking him that he's, he, he's thinking thoughts of peace for me and not evil to give me an expected end and thanking him because he's, he's found me, you know, and he's looking at my heart and he sees that my heart wants to praise him. I'm thanking him because he blessed me with shelter. There's somebody that don't have shelter, but God has blessed me with shelter. So that's something I can thank him for. I can thank him because he's given me food to eat. I, I may not have uh, uh, everything that I want in the cupboard, but I got some food uh, in the cupboards. I remember one time uh, in the uh, beginning stages of our marriage, uh, uh, there was a time when my husband and I didn't have a whole lot of money, but we were thankful. And I can remember when God first blessed us and we got married and we were in our townhouse. We were uh, in this uh, addition that was added to a house. It wasn't a townhouse, but it was uh, like a duplex. Uh, and so we were in that two-bedroom uh, addition that was added to the back of a house. But guess what? It was ours, and we were grateful for it. And I can remember my husband said, you know what? It's not going to always be like this. Uh, and do you believe God? And I said, yes. And, and he said, do you believe the promises of God? And I said, yes. He said, then it's not going to always be like this. Uh, there's going to come a day when we're going to be able to have a little bit more money in our pocket, and we can have a little bit more money uh, in the bank account. There's going to come a day when we can have more than one vehicle. And guess what, saints? That day is here now. But guess what? We praised him way back when when we didn't even have it. We didn't have it manifestly in the natural, but we knew that we had it because of the promises of God, that God has spoken over our lives. And I believe God, and I stood in faith with my husband, and I began to praise God. And I remember uh, in that uh, in the living room, uh, my husband and I, we would pray together. And I remember one time my husband took me by the hands, and, and we were just running up and down the living room just praising God and thanking God. And there was no furniture in that living room. And, and he said, do you see it over here? And I said, yes. He said, do you see it over there? And I said, yes. And every time he said, do you see it? I said, yes. And guess what? If God is reminding me of that, then maybe God is speaking that he wants me to continue to live in that vein of thanksgiving. Giving, not looking at what I see just because I have a little bit more money in the bank account and a little bit more money in my pocket doesn't mean that I need to stop giving God thanks. No, this is all the more reason I need to continue to thank him and continue to worship him and continue to give, come into his presence with singing and being joyful unto the Lord and coming into his presence worshiping him and giving him praise and giving him glory and giving him honor and pouring out my love unto God, not looking at what it looks like like on the outside, but looking at what it looks like on the inside, you know, living from the realm of heaven, uh, focusing on what the promises of God, focusing on what God has spoken over us. Uh, so it says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Uh, be thankful unto him. So I need to come into his presence, uh, into his gates with thanksgiving and with praise, thanking him and now praising him. They go hand in hand. You can't just thank God. You gotta want, you're going to wind up praising him. You may start out thanking him, but you're going to end up praising him. You're going to end up worshiping him. You're going to end up, you know, laughing when nobody said anything funny, but you're just laughing at the goodness of God and the mercy of God and the grace of God. And you're thankful for what God has done. And you're saying, God, you know, I thank you for bringing me. You have brought me from a long ways, oh God. You have brought me from one vehicle to two vehicles to three vehicles. Uh, God, you have brought me from the Bajas, oh God, from living uh, way back, you know, where it looks like I just had one bedroom apartment, but 
now I have a two-bedroom apartment. Now I have a three-bedroom apartment. And I moved from the apartment. Now I moved into the house. And maybe I moved from the apartment into the townhouse or the condo. But I'm in a better position. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm living better now than when I started out in my relationship with God or when I started out in my marriage with my husband. Now we're living a little bit better. Now we're a little bit comfortable. So will I stop thanking God? No. This is all the more reason I need to give God some thanks. And you know what? When you have an attitude of gratitude, you know, complaining goes out the window. You don't even think about it. You say, you know what? The enemy tried to cause me to complain. He wanted me to look at my husband. He wanted me to, you know, be upset with him because he brought correction to me. Well, I remember one time my husband said, you know, is it true? Yes, it's true. You, you're giving me the word of God. You know, I'm out of alignment. So you're helping me to get back in alignment. Just like when you're driving a vehicle and owners of vehicles, when the vehicle is out of alignment, you're driving it down the street and say, you know what, this tires, uh, they seem like they're off balance and they need to be balanced. Uh, and the car is pulling over here to the right and it should be going straight or it's pulling to the left. Uh, and so you're noticing that it's out of alignment. And so sometimes your husband as your authority may notice that you're out of alignment as a wife. And so what is his responsibility? He needs to bring correction to you. He needs to show you the error of your ways uh, so you can get back in proper alignment, uh, not only with him, but with God, and that's the goal. You know, the goal is when my husband comes to me, is to help me be in alignment with God. And if I'm in alignment with God, then I will automatically be in alignment with Him. But it doesn't, you know, I don't do it backwards. He's He's not focusing on Him. You know, He's focusing on my relationship with God. I gotta be in a, a proper alignment with God because in order for us to flow together and our prayers be not hindered, then I need to make sure that I'm in alignment with God. So when he brings the correction to me, that's not the time to complain. That's the time to say, you know what, honey? I thank you for bringing the correction to me. And do I always do that? No, because sometimes my flesh get in the way, and sometimes my flesh want to be a little upset, uh, you know, with my husband because he's bringing a correction to me because, you know, I'm focusing on the vessel and not focusing on the Christ that lives on the inside. Uh, but God is bringing me to that place that I can focus on. You know, he's brought me to that place. Now I can focus on uh, seeing Christ in him and hearing Christ in him uh, so I don't complain uh, and I keep the right attitude uh, and I see that it's God. It's not my husband, but it's God and God is showing me his love. Uh, you know, and doesn't it mean that God loves you and I when he show us the error of our ways and he show us that you're out of alignment? Uh, and, and maybe that's why, you know, for some people, if you're listening, you're going through on your job because God is trying to help you be what? In proper alignment with him. Because as you submit to your to your boss and your job, you're really not submitting to them, but you're submitting to God. Because all authorities that be, they have been ordained by God. And you say, well, you know what? He's not even serving God. Yeah, but you don't focus on that. She's not even serving God. I don't know when the last time she went to church. Well, you don't focus on that. You focus on, I'm going to submit and obey, you know, and I'm doing it as unto the Lord. I'm obeying not my boss, but I'm obeying God. I'm submitting to God. I'm going to make sure that I'm in proper alignment on my job because I'm doing this for God, not for my boss. I'm doing it for God because the blessings of God want to come into my life. And this is a new season. This is a new hour that God has brought us into. 
And so this is your due season, ladies, uh, 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 men that are listening. This is your due season, and this is your set time. Uh, the Bible says in Psalms 102, Thou shalt arise, O Lord, and have mercy upon us, for the set time to favor us is now. This is the set time for God to favor you and I. So we, need, we, we can receive the favor of God, because why? The time is now. God has blessings and, and, and thoughts of peace concerning you and God knows the thoughts that he has for you and God knows the plans and the purposes that he has for you and God knows the destiny that he has for you so as we focus on God and not look at man not look at people but I'm focusing on God and therefore I want to keep the right attitude and I want to have an attitude of gratitude and be thankful unto the Lord it says be thankful unto him and bless his name not curse you know the boss on the job but bless the name of the most high God, bless your Savior, bless your Deliverer, bless the one that opened up the door for you that no man can close, bless the one that has given you with, uh, bless you with finances, bless the one that has blessed you with transportation, bless the one, you, somebody may say, well, you know what, I don't have my own transportation, I'm riding the bus, well, at least you're riding something, you're riding and not walking, so you can still bless God, and somebody else may say, well, you know what, I'm living with my family members, I'm living with my friend. I don't even have my own place. Well, if you keep the right attitude of gratitude, then there's going to come a day that you will have your own place. You will have your apartment or whatever it is you desire. You will have your house. You will have your condo. You will have that shelter. At least you won't be living on the, on the street and at least you won't be living under the bridge, but you'll have your own place. But what's going to help you to get there? Traveling the path of having an attitude of gratitude gratitude. It says, be thankful unto him and bless his name. When is the time to bless his name? When you feel like it and when you don't feel like it? 24-7. That's the time to bless his name. It says, for the Lord is good. That, haven't you experienced the goodness of the Lord? If he woke you up this morning, then that's the goodness of the Lord. If you're listening to me now, that's the goodness of the Lord. Because somebody may be mute and can't and cannot hear, or deaf and cannot hear. Uh, if you can speak and shout hallelujah, then you, you, you're able to, uh, that's the goodness of the Lord, and you can shout hallelujah, because somebody may not can shout hallelujah, somebody may be mute, uh, if you're able to see uh, this broadcast, uh, see it on your computer, uh, then that's the time to give him, and you because you have experienced the goodness of the Lord, that's the time to give him the praise, because somebody is not able to see, somebody is blind, so we all have something that we can give God thanks for, uh, if you're walking, you can give God thanks because you have legs. Somebody may be in a wheelchair. Uh, if you have your two feet, uh, then you can give God thanks because somebody don't even have two feet. Somebody probably got one feet or maybe their legs have been amputated because of an accident or disease that maybe they were born with. Uh, uh, whatever the case may be, God wants to bring healing into your life and having an attitude of gratitude can bring healing into your life uh, and it can cause you to be so joyful. I remember uh, Dr. Brown's wife, uh, uh, Sister Brown, uh, uh, Evangelist Loretta Brown. Uh, I remember one time uh, I was talking to her, and I said, how can you always uh, be so pleasant? I mean, I've never, I've known her for a long time, and I've never seen her with an attitude uh, 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 of complaining. I've never seen her not 
smiling. I've never seen her uh, 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 not trusting uh, the God, the Christ that lives on the inside of her. And maybe she has. I've just never seen it. But I remember one time I was talking to her, and she said, you know what? My focus is not people. I'm looking at God. She's always in a pleasant attitude. She always have a, a kind word to say to someone. She has that spirit of attraction that, that makes you always want to talk to her. You know, she's never in a bad mood that you want to say, well, you know what? I can't talk to her today because she's not in a good mood. Uh, uh, no, all of us have situations that we go through, but we don't have to yield to those situations. We don't have to yield to uh, the temptation of the enemy that will cause me to have an attitude. I don't have to, you and I don't, we don't have to yield to the uncomfortable and unfavorable positions or situations that come up uh, in our lives that we may experience from day to day or from time to time. We don't have to yield to that. We can still walk by faith and keep our focus on God. And you know something, uh, we were uh, uh, just re after we received that word from God uh, uh, October the 7th from our bishop, uh, and one of the things that God said was God has opened doors for us. Uh, and so we got to walk in the open doors. Uh, but one of the things that God also said was you have to drive at the ice. So that means you got to drive out all the enemy. You got to drive out the Canaanites and the Jebusites and the Hittites and the Havisites. So where are all the ice? You got to drive them out uh, because the ice will be there to try to keep you from focusing on God and try to hinder your progress in God and will try to hinder you from having an attitude of gratitude. Uh, and something I heard the Lord say to me this morning when I was meditating on the Lord this morning, I heard the Lord say, don't let the dis uh, distraction bring a reaction. Don't let the distraction bring a reaction. But how many of us allow the distraction to bring a reaction? And, it's, and when it brings a reaction, it's a negative reaction. You know, I begin to complain. I begin to mumble. I begin to have an attitude. I, I begin to not focus on God. I'm looking at uh, people. I begin to walk uh, in, uh, uh, you know, being offended. Uh, I begin to walk in, uh, uh, you may begin to walk in unforgiveness, and, and you have a, a bitterness and anger and frustration, and, uh, and then you, you know, it's like spiritual murder. You begin to plot and plan how you're going to get somebody back and, and revenge on yourself. And, and the Bible says, you know, God said, vengeance is mine. I will repay. Uh, and so having an attitude of gratitude is showing God that I trust you, God. You're going to repay. You're going to repay the enemy. I'm not naming people and saying, repay so-and-so on my job and repay so-and-so on my relationship and repay so-and-so on my family life. I'm not focusing on that. My focus is God. So I'm not letting the the uh, distraction bring a reaction. I'm going to keep my eyes on the Lord and stay focused on God. Uh, God has already opened up the doors. This is our due season, and this is our set time. And so, therefore, that's the reason why I can have an attitude of gratitude. That's the reason why Thanksgiving cult becomes before the miracle. Because why? God has my back. God has already given me the promise. God has already given me his word. So I'm going to embrace his word. And what's one of the signs that I embrace the word of God? Because I have an attitude of gratitude. Because I'm thankful unto the Lord. Because I have entered into his gates with thanksgiving and entered his courts with praise. I'm thankful unto the Lord. I can bless his name because I know God is good. God is merciful unto me. God is 
faithful. God is a, a, a God of his word. His word will not return unto him void. God doesn't just speak something for naught. Whatever God is speaking unto me and whatever God is speaking unto you, that means that God has you in mind. God is thinking about you. He's thinking thoughts of peace about you, uh, not evil. He wants to give you an idea Expected in. What's he expected in? The word, the fulfillment of his word that he's spoken over your life and my life. That's the expected in. God says, you know what? I don't see you right here. I see you uh, uh, a year from now. I see you five years from now. I see that you've walked into uh, uh, the promises of, uh, of my of my word. But guess what? You and I, we have to go through a process. But we're not going to allow the distraction to bring a reaction. Knowing that it came to pass, but not to last. What, what you're going through now in your life, it came to pass. Uh, let it pass you on by. Don't let it last. Uh, the reason why it lasts and it lingers a long time is because we don't pass the test the first time. Uh, anybody uh, in school, uh, uh, you went to take the test, uh, and when you took the test, uh, you know you had studied for the test, uh, and you know you had prepared yourself, but you still didn't pass the test. Uh, and guess what happened? You had to go and take that test all over again. Anybody uh, don't want to take a test again besides myself. I don't want to go through the same thing. Uh, uh, think about it. You know, you're going through something that's really hot right now. It's really heated up uh, and something that's terrible and you don't know uh, when, you know, God is going to bring you out manifestly. You know, by faith, you're already out. Uh, but manifestly, you're just waiting for some things to line up and, and for God to put some things in place. And, and so you're focusing on God, but you don't want to go through that test all over again. Um, and I don't want to go through my test all over again. I want to pass it the first time. Well, guess what? I got to have an attitude the gratitude in order to pass the test the first time. My uh, middle daughter, um, Ecstasy, she just finished taking her finals on yesterday. And when she, uh, I was taking her to school on yesterday and uh, driving down the street, she's studying. She's going over her, her tests. Uh, and she's going, uh, and I keep seeing her. I'm looking at her from time to time while I'm driving. And I'm seeing her flip the page. Uh, uh, she had about maybe six or ten pages in her hand. Uh, uh, some stapled together. And she's just flipping the pages of uh, uh, the different tests that she's taken in the past uh, because now she's getting ready for her final. And when she went to her school on yesterday, uh, and she took her test, uh, um, she texted me later on and communicated to me that there were some things that she noticed was on the test uh, uh, um, that was not in her study material. Now, how was she able to figure that out? How was she able to uh, see that and comprehend that? Because she had been studying. She had been applying herself. Uh, she had been focusing on what the teacher was saying. Um, she had brought home her papers uh, of her tests in the past, uh, and now she had all of those papers grouped together, and she's going over all this material so she can prepare herself uh, for her finals. Uh, and then she was able to spot, hmm, there's something on this test uh, um, that we didn't have in our study notes. Uh, and, and I even, uh, this morning, as we were talking about it, and uh, she said, you know what, I think I'm going to ask the teacher if he was able to notice that there was something on that test uh, that was not in our study material. And why is she going to ask the teacher that? Uh, because the teacher told her uh, that the computer generate the test. I don't do the test. The computer generate the test. Uh, and she said she wasn't the only one that noticed that there was something on the test uh, 
that was not in the study material. Well, guess what? If we, you and I, now let's make that practical. If you and I is, 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 is walking in an attitude of gratitude every day, and my focus is God, and I'm not looking at man. I know that things, God allows things to happen in, in our lives uh, um, to, you know, to process us, uh, the trying of our faith. We brought this scripture out on yesterday. The trying of our faith uh, uh, is more precious than gold. And I remember the scripture in the book of Job. I think it's Job 14 and 14. Job said in the Amplified Version, all the days of my warfare, I'm going to wait until my change come. And see, you and I, we can wait until our change come because why? We have an attitude of gratitude. We're thankful unto God. We're worshiping God. We're singing praises unto God. Oh, I don't feel like it all the time, but I'm going to wake up in the morning and give God thanks. I'm going to go home today and give God thanks. I'm going to, for the rest of the day on my job, I'm going to keep that attitude of gratitude, and I'm going to focus on God. And you know that word praise, uh, you take the P off of praise, it says raise. So if you praise him, then God will begin to do what? He begin to raise you. Now, that's not a scripture, but it's a true statement. Whereas you and I praise God, God will begin to raise us. The Bible says in Psalm 47, I believe it's in verse 5, it says, God is going up with a shout. Can I shout unto God right now? Hallelujah. Can I give God the praise? You are my Lord. You are my God. You are my King. Can I worship him and say, you are the one that delivered me. You are the one that set me free. You are my salvation. You are my way maker. Can I praise God in spite of what it feels like, look like, what it sounds like? I'm still praising God. I'm still giving him all the glory because why? He's faithful and he's worthy of all the praise. He's worthy of all the glory. He's worthy of all the honor. See, I'm not focusing on my husband. I'm not focusing on my girls. I'm not focusing on my job. I'm not focusing on my friends. I'm not focusing on my church family, but I'm focusing on my relationship with God. See, this is this is between you and God. That relationship, you know, I have you fallen in love with him all over again. David said he gets sweeter as, as the honey as the days go by. Oh, what a love between my Lord and I. And I remember that being a song also. You know, so I'm falling in love with him over and over and over and over again. You and I, we need to learn and discern the season that we're living in. This is a good season. Uh, uh, yes, it's cool on the outside, uh, but it's still a good season to be in. Uh, for some places it may be hot. For some places it may be snowing, but it's still a good season to be in your relationship with God, uh, to give him thanks, to give him praise. Uh, in spite of what the condition, the atmosphere looks like all around him, all around you, change the atmosphere. Walk into the room uh, and change the atmosphere because why? Christ is on the inside of you. And you don't have to let somebody else's bad attitude pull you down, but you can still praise God. You can still worship God. Why? Because this is a love relationship between my Lord and I. I love him. And so therefore, I'm pouring out my love on God. I'm reminded of the scripture in Philippians, the fourth chapter. And verse 8, it says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So that means I got to make a decision to think about whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. 
admirable. I got to make a decision. You have to make a decision to praise God anyway. Praise God anyhow. Uh, you can't tell it what the old song says. You can't tell it like I can uh, what the Lord has done for me. Uh, there is many things uh, that God has done for you and I. And so we can write a book about all the blessings that God has given unto us. Uh, and we can probably have volume one, two, three, and four, and five. Uh, and somebody will read it and it will sell. Why? Because God has been so good to us. Uh, sometimes we need to take a moment and, you know, and just take a, t- uh, a time out. You know how we give our kids a, a time out and we say, you know, time out. You need to go sit down. You need to rest. And sometimes you say, you need to rest your mind. Sometimes that's what you and I need to do. We need to rest our mind. We need to stop worrying about things. Uh, stop fretting about things. Uh, God has spoken it, and God is bringing his word to pass. Uh, what is God doing? He's lining up the players. Uh, you know how you take a puzzle, and you take the puzzle that has a lot of pieces to it. Uh, even one of those little puzzles that's for the preschooler, it has about eight or ten pieces to it. Uh, and you pour it out on the floor, and then you begin to put it together. You're looking at each piece, uh, and you're putting it together. And that's what God is doing for your life and my life uh, in our marriages. And that's what he's doing in the life of our children. That's what he's doing in our churches. What is God doing? He's putting the pieces together. You know, sometimes it may not fit. This corner piece may not fit in the middle because you see the edges around it. It's designed to be in the corner. And so it cannot fit in the middle. So I can't try to force it or make it fit. Uh, it has to go in its proper place. Uh, and so therefore you and I, we can try uh, try to make it happen. But guess what? It's not going to happen. You're just going to make yourself miserable. And you just wasting time, but God wants you and I to trust him, and trust him to put the pieces of the puzzle together, and that's what God is doing to your life, he's putting all the pieces together in your life, you're discerning the season that you're living in, you're discerning the time that God has brought you into, and so you're discerning what God is doing, you're discerning what God is saying, and you're saying, you know what, I need to make sure that I'm discerning the place that God has me, Uh, it's summer, spring, winter, fall, what place do you have? me, God. Is it my season? Is it my winter time? Is it the summer time? Is it the winter time? Uh, is it the fall time? What time is it? It may look like one time on the outside, but on the inside, God is saying, uh-uh, uh-uh. Just because it's cool on the outside doesn't mean that that's the season that I have you in. You focus on me. Focus on the season that I have you in, too. Keep your eyes on me. Stay tuned to me. Let your praises come up to me. Let me go up with a shout of praise. Uh, in the book of Psalms, the 22nd chapter, verse 3, it says how God is enthroned on the praises of Israel. Well, guess what? God wants to be enthroned on your praises. Uh, God wants you and I to create a throne for him, to come down and dwell in our midst. Uh, and as we create that throne for God, uh, God begin to come down. Uh, when the throne is set and the king begin to sit on the throne, uh, then what does the king do? He executes uh, his office. He executes according to his, his the, uh, position. He executes according to the law. And that's what God wants to do. He wants to execute according to the law, according to the word of God. He wants to execute. He's already avenged you of the enemy. He's already put the enemy down. The principalities have been 
put down. Their enemy has been put down. So now you and I, all we have to do is just give God praise. Uh, let God go up with the shout. Uh, you know, don't just say, well, you know what? I know that they're getting ready to bless me, so now I want to praise God. No, just praise God just because hell is going on. Uh, you may be in hell right now. Things are happening, seem like it's not favorable in your on your behalf, uh, but God will not allow his word return to him void. Uh, if God spoke it over your life, then guess what? God wants to put the players in pieces, uh, He want, uh, in place. Uh, he wants to put all the players uh, in the right place uh, at the right time, uh, at the right hour to give you the manifestation of the word, of the promises that he's spoken over your life. Uh, it, it is breakthrough time for you and I. It is breakthrough time. God has already opened up the doors that no man can close. Uh, he's already closed the doors that no man can open. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes we want to test testify when God just blessed us with a, uh, with a new car. We want to testify when we get a new job. We want to testify when we when our bank account is full. But can you testify when you don't have no money in the bank? Can you testify when it seems like things are not going right in your marriage? Can you testify when it seems like your children is not obeying you and they're not listening to the word of the Lord God? Can you testify when it seems like things are not going well on your job? When it seems like the boss getting ready to fire you and they pass them out the pink slips, uh, and you may be next. That's, that's, that's the whisper that's going around. You may be next because the people are next to you, your co-worker, they're all gone, uh, and so now they're downsizing. But can you praise God in the midst of being downsized? Can you praise God and give him all the thanks uh, and give him all the honor and say, God, you're the one that blessed me with this job, and you are the one that can take this job away. My eyes is on you, God, and if you allow me to receive the pink slip, that means hallelujah you got something better for me, God. So I thank you, Lord, and I praise you, God, and I lift your name up high, oh, God. You're faithful, God. God, I thank you, oh, God, for what you're doing. I thank you for bringing your word to pass. This is a good time to be in right now because why? It came to pass but not to last, and that's faith, uh, having an attitude of gratitude, when it seems like hell is broken up all around you, when it seems like things are just not going right, that's faith to be able to walk into a place uh, 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 and praise God in spite of uh, people going to look at you like you're crazy and say, well, how, how can you praise God? Uh, then don't you see what they did and, and how much you heard what happened to so-and-so? You can say, but you know what? God is God. God is my Lord, not man. Uh, and so my focus is God. I'm not looking at what the boss said. I'm not looking at what the boss did. You may be in a marriage that may not be going too well right now. And you're saying, you know what? I'm not looking at my spouse, uh, but God, you are bigger than my spouse. And God, I thank you, oh God. It's just a matter of time, God, before everything divinely aligned with you, oh God. And so that's what you're doing, God. This is the year of government. And so you're lining up the players, oh God. You're putting everything in divine order, oh God. This is our due season and our set time. And God, so we thank you, oh God. We're not looking at what it looks like, what it smells like, what it tastes like, oh God. But our eyes are on you. And so it says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is normal, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if there is anything excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Don't allow yourself to think on the negative, but, but think about the truth. Don't allow yourself to think on the what it was said to you uh, and the hurt that it caused you. Don't allow yourself to meditate on that, because the moment you start thinking about it, and then you start meditating on it, and then pretty soon you don't close your mouth, and you don't stop praising God, and you don't stop worshiping God, you don't stop pouring out your love unto Him, because why? 
now you begin to meditate on the things that's been done to you instead of focusing on the word that's been spoken to you. Uh, don't focus on what was done to you. Focus on what was spoken to you by the word of the Lord God. God knows what he's about to do in your life. And this is the time for you and I to praise him. I'm reminded of the scripture in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18. It says, rejoice always. When to rejoice? Always. Rejoice now. Always. What does always mean? All the time. Always. It's not a hard thing. It says, rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So it's God's will that you have an attitude of gratitude. It's God's will that you're giving the praise. It's God's will that you magnify his name. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. In the book of Psalms in 34 and 1, I'm going to bless the Lord. I'm going to give him praise. I'm going to meditate on his word. David says, I will muse over your words. I will meditate on you, and I will begin to talk about your goodness, O oh God, until the next generation. In other words, my children are going to hear of praising the Lord. There are times when my husband brings all of us together as a family, as the authority of our house, uh, as the king that God has made him the, uh, uh, of our home. Uh, not the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't mean that. I'm just saying the authority of our home. And sometimes when we when we give our, uh, my husband cards, uh, we'll say to the king uh, of the McKenzie uh, household, uh, to the to our to our husband, our man of God of the McKenzie household, uh, as the authority of our household. Sometimes he bring the family together, uh, and sometimes we all meet, uh, and sometimes he just have us. He lead us in a, a, a devotion, and sometimes at the end of that devotion, then he begin to lead us into prayer, and, and and he lead us into Thanksgiving. And I'm reminded sometimes of how my husband take our girls, uh, and he sit them down, and he tell them about how hard uh, he had it when he was growing up, uh, um, uh, and he tell them about you know the uh, how hard it was when he was a uh, uh, little, you know, moving from house to house and from neighborhood to neighborhood. Uh, uh, sometimes he tell them about where God has brought them from. Uh, why is he doing that? Uh, because the Bible says, tell the next generation, tell of the goodness up to the next generation so they can be thankful. And so he's telling the next generation so you can be thankful. We're telling our girls so they can be thankful, so they can know that, that mommy and daddy did not receive this by our own hands. Uh, it's because of God. Uh, it's because of the Lord that, that we have what we have. It's because of God that, that we have uh, the vehicles that we have. It's because of God that we're living in the neighborhood we live in. It's because of God uh, that we're riding in the transportation that we're riding in. It's because of God uh, that we can eat at different restaurants that somebody else may not be able to eat at. Uh, it's because of God that we can give you an allowance. Uh, it's because of God that, that we have food in the cupboards uh, every week and every day. We can go and uh, look in the cupboards and there's food. Uh, it's because of God. Uh, and so, therefore, we don't want them to ever forget where they came from. Sometimes people despise uh, the small beginnings and they forget where God has brought them from. No, this is not the time to forget where God has brought you from. This is the time to be thankful unto him. Because guess what? For the next season and the next hour of your life, God wants to do something new. He wants to do something fresh. He wants to do something that's never been done before in your life. So you can say, uh, it wasn't my hands. 
uh, it wasn't my husband's hands, uh, it wasn't my father's hands, my mother's hands, it wasn't my family member's hands, uh, it was nobody's hands on this earth, uh, but it was the most high God uh, that brought us this place, uh, and so therefore we want to keep our eyes on God, uh, but it says rejoice always, uh, so this is the time to rejoice, uh, sometimes you don't feel like rejoicing, but this is the act of your will, it's an act of faith uh, to say I rejoice right now, I make myself be happy, I make myself uh, uh, laugh, uh, I make myself think on the goodness of God, uh, my flesh don't want to think about that, uh, I got memories uh, of the uh, the past, uh, I got memories of the bad experience, uh, but I don't want to think on that thing, I want to focus on God, I want to keep my faith stirred up uh, by rejoicing always, praying continually, giving thanks in all circumstances, uh, 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 for this is the will of God for me, this is the will of God for you, give God thanks right now. See yourself thanking God. Sometimes you got to go and encourage yourself in the Lord. The Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. Uh, and so sometimes you have to encourage yourself in the Lord uh, because sometimes things just don't look like they're going your way. It doesn't look like the word of the Lord God is going to come to pass. Uh, but as you think on God, uh, you uh, pretty soon you'll be thinking of uh, thanking God and worshiping God and praising God. And you're like, now why did I start out here? I mean, what was I? I oh, yeah, the devil is trying to cause me to have a pity party. Oh, thank you, Lord. But you didn't allow me to have a pity party. Oh, God, you allowed me to think on your goodness, oh, God. You allowed me to think on that which was true and that which was noble and that which was right. And so, therefore, we can give God praise in spite of. So we're not going to let the distraction cause a reaction. We're not going to let the attraction bring a reaction. We're going to keep our focus on God. Oh, yes, God may have you in a situation right now, but he wants you to keep your focus on him. He wants you to keep your eyes on him. Uh, 2 Thessalonians verse uh, chapter 3 and verse 3, it says, but the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you, and he will protect you from the evil one. Uh, so the Lord, how many know that God is faithful? Has God, any word that God spoken of your life ever returned to him? Lord, no, and it never will. God is a faithful God. Uh, uh, we'll probably be here all day uh, uh, going beyond our time on the blog talk if we can begin to talk about the faithfulness of God and the goodness of God. It says uh, God is faithful. How many is just listening right now and they listen later on? God has been faithful to you. God has brought you out. God has delivered you. God has blessed you with the job. God has blessed you uh, with food in your cupboards. And God has blessed you with finances. And God has blessed you with a family. Somebody's out there by themselves uh, and they don't have a family. But God has blessed you to be in a multitude of people. And you, you maybe you're saying, you know, I'm tired. I want to be by my Myself. No, you don't. Uh, you don't want to be by yourself. You want to be what God will have you to be. If that's God's will, then that's God's will. But you want to be what God will have you to be. But God is faithful, and God is faithful to you now. God, you can count on ten fingers how the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God that God has blessed you with it, and God has given unto you. It says in the book of James, the fifth chapter, and verse 13, Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is there anybody listening to me right now that's in trouble? Then the scripture says, let them pray. Pray. Don't complain. Pray. Give thanks. Pray. Talk to the Lord about it. Uh, don't talk to man. Talk to the Lord about it. Begin to tell him about it. And pretty soon you'll find yourself begin to thank God. You'll be finding yourself in an attitude of gratitude. You say, you know what? Things is not going the way I desire for them to go in my marriage. Well, talk to God about it. Begin to uh, praise him. Begin to focus on the word. Has God spoken a word over your marriage? Well, Meditate on the word of the Lord God. Meditate on the faithfulness of God. Meditate on the goodness of God. It says, 
there's any among you in trouble, let them pray. Do you find yourself in trouble on your job? Pray. Do you find yourself in trouble in your relationship? Pray. Do you find yourself in trouble in your finances? Pray. Do you find yourself in trouble uh, in your relationship with your spouse? Uh, uh, pray. Do you find yourself in trouble uh, uh, with your children? Pray. Do you find yourself in trouble in your relationship? Pray. 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 Don't allow yourself to be a prey, P-R-E-Y, but allow yourself to pray, P-R-A-Y. Talk to the Lord about it. Have an attitude of gratitude. It says in Psalms 5 and 1, but let all those who take refuge in you be glad. Be glad. Don't be sad. Be glad about it. Be glad about what God is doing in your life. Be glad about how God blessed you. Be glad about how God woke you up this morning. Be glad it wasn't your alarm clock. You may have set it for 5 a.m. or 4.30 or whatever time you got up, but it wasn't the alarm clock because how many know uh, there's somebody that didn't wake up this morning even though the alarm clock went off. But don't think it was the alarm clock. It was the goodness of God. It's because God has destiny for you, and this is your due season. This is your set time. Don't allow yourself to miss out on the blessings of God. Don't allow yourself to uh, to begin to complain. Don't allow yourself to mumble, but begin to uh, be glad about it. Uh, it says, let all those who take refuge in you, in God, take refuge in God. Be glad about it. It says, let them ever shout for joy or sing for joy. Spread your protection over them that those who love your name may rejoice in you. So we're rejoicing in God. We're not rejoicing in man. We're not rejoicing in people. Our rejoicing is in God. And you know what? When, when you begin to praise God and have an attitude of gratitude, it's transforming you. It's changing you. It's changing your mindset. Now you can walk and talk to your spouse without having an attitude. Now your children can approach you and say, I wonder if mama uh, in a good mood. I wonder if daddy's in a good mood. Uh, but you're praising God and they can see that you're in a good mood. They can see that you're glad about it. They can see that you're rejoicing. Uh, when is the time to rejoice? All the time. Uh, when is the time to rejoice? 24-7. From the sun up to sundown, that's the time to rejoice. Uh, uh, David says uh, in 2 Samuel 22 and 1 through 3, it says, David sang to the Lord the words of this song. Uh, when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies uh, and from the hand of Saul, he said, now notice what David said. Now, how many of us have been delivered from our enemies? All of us. How many of us have been set free from our enemies? All of us. It says, notice what David said. The Lord is my rock. Why was David able to say that? Because he experienced God as his rock. And when you and I begin to have an attitude of gratitude, we can experience God as our rock, our foundation. He will never, ever be moved. Uh, to, though the mountains may move, uh, God will never be moved. Uh, we can always trust him. We can always depend on him. We can always uh, look to our God. He is dependable. He's not like man. He says man says one thing and they do another. He's not like that. God is not like that. God wants you and I to rejoice in him and to be grateful and to think on the things that's true and lovely and noble and right. And to, if there's anything worthy or praiseworthy, we can give God the thanks for it. But it says the Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. My God is my rock, in whom I take refuge. He takes refuge in who? God, not man, but he takes refuge in God. He says, my shield and my horn and my salvation. David was speaking from experience. And if you are knowing God, if you've been knowing God and praising God and worshiping God, and God has brought you out and set you free, and you know that it was nobody but God that, that opened up doors that no man can close, and God is the one that brought you into your due season and your set time, in spite of what you did in the past, God is 
not looking at your past. Uh, God wants you to focus on him. David says, he is my stronghold, my refuge, and my savior. From violent men, you saved me. So David was able to say that because he spoke out of experience. And David said, I experienced God as my rock. I experienced God as my fortress. I experienced God as my deliverer. I experienced God as my Lord. I experienced God. And so therefore, David was able to write these powerful songs that we read and we put melody to and we sing songs about them. We're singing songs based upon his experience. But guess what? God is trying to give you and I an experience. And that test that you're going through, God is trying to give you an experience. He wants you to praise him in the midst. Praise him in the midnight hour. Let the praises of God come forth out of your mouth. Let the fruit of your lips give God the thanks. God has turned your midnight into day. God has turned your weeping into joy. No longer are you weeping, but you're joyful into God. Unto God. You're joyful and you're praising God. David says, the scripture says in 1 Peter and 2 and verse 9, but you are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood. This is who you are, those of you who are listening and those of you who are listening later on. You are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood. God picked you and I out. Many didn't make it, but God chose you. It says we are a holy nation. We are a people that belongs to God, that we may show forth and declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So God has called you out of darkness, and he's called you into his marvelous light. And why did he call you out of darkness into his marvelous light? So you can show forth his praises. You can have an experience like David had. You can tell of the goodness of God, and we can set the the tone for the next generation. Our children can see us praising God. Our children, they see uh, my husband praising God. And I say my husband because that's the authority. Sometimes men are, are hard, that exterior, they're hard. And so therefore, they don't allow people to see them crying or weeping uh, or praising God. And sometimes you go to church and you see the ladies, they all shouting for joy and they're all praising God. And what are the men doing? They're just standing there looking. Sometimes they're clapping their hands or looking around. But do we have any men that's listening that can be radical for God and say, God, I'm going to God, I'm going to magnify your name. God, I'm going to tell of your goodness. I'm going to, I'm going to tell of your mercy. God, I'm not going to be ashamed of you. Well, you know, I'm going to give you and stay in an attitude of gratitude, and I'm going to begin to magnify the most high God. That's who God wants us to do. That's what he wants us to do, to magnify his holy name. Today, today is the eighth day. Let it be a new beginning that you praise God and you focus on God. Let, don't let the distraction or the attraction bring a negative action. Well, praise God and magnify his name. Again, we just want to remind you of our upcoming services on tomorrow at 7.30. We'll be at the Embassy Suites Hotel um, 7.30 tomorrow night. Saturday, we will be there at 4 p.m. And Sunday morning, we will conclude at 10 a.m. Tell somebody about the service. Bring somebody. Bring the sick. Bring those who are challenged in their bodies. And when they leave, they will have encountered the supernatural from the Most High God. We thank you for listening to us today. God bless you.